Welcome to, actually I've got to hit start. There we go. Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode number 153. I'm solo again today. Tom, Marcus and Skinny are off in Kenya. I did invite Steph on to co-host the show with me, but then I sacked her at the last minute because I decided she'd be better off for a show next week when she comes back from New York. She'll have some good stuff to talk about. She's going to New York to recce and support Steph Donaldson in the New York Marathon, the world's biggest marathon. So definitely next week is better for her to come in and talk. Last week's show has had some humongous feedback. 152, sometimes it's okay to not be okay with Sam Browning. If you haven't listened to that show, jump back, listen to Sam talk about his struggle with mental health and his lack of desire to run and where that comes from and how he is working through that. We've had loads of really, really good feedback, so well worth a listen. Another one to jump back to, episode 147, five ways to get better at running without actually running. What's not not to love there? So go back and listen to that show as well. Today, because I'm solo, it's not going to be too long, but I have a good topic for you. This is going to sound like, I've written it down, but it sounds like a bit of a mouthful. What I wish I knew about running when I started running. Or probably things I wish I knew before I started running. When I decided to start running, I didn't have a carefully thought out plan. It was one day at a time, sometimes not even one day at a time. And I made so many mistakes. My first race that I ever signed up to run was a marathon. And so... I I didn't really plan that through properly. But as I began to run more consistently, I found myself myself consumed by questions. How much should I run? Should I run every day? How do I look when I'm running? Should I eat before? What should I wear? These questions filled my head and I wondered whether or not I was making any mistakes. I had no running coach to guide me. And so a lot of what I learned was through trial and error. And as I continued to train, as I continue to have coaches and as I continue to run more consistently, now almost, I was going to say it's getting up to 20 years now. It's probably 15 or 17 years since I ran that first marathon. I have much more general knowledge and a greater knowledge base surrounding the sport. Many of the things I know now could have been incredibly helpful at the beginning of my run journey and save me a great deal of time and effort. So knowing what to expect when you start running can help you anticipate the challenges and reduce the uncertainties of those first few days, weeks, months, and maybe even years. Ultimately, running for beginners requires listening to your body and adjusting based on its response. However, having an idea of what to expect when you begin can help avoid some of the common pitfalls. Having a quick flick through my training peaks, I think I've run over 50 ultramarathon distances, races and training runs, and about nine or 10 marathon distances. So I've learned a lot of these lessons and I've made a ton of mistakes. So I'd probably say I'm well-versed to talk about this. So here they are. First things first. Running actually does get easier. Say that again. It does actually get easier. Before I created running, if you like, as a habit, I'd started and I'd stopped many times. Each time I tried to start running, 
I probably lasted a week and then I'd give up. I'd go to the pub, I'd drink too much, I'd do something else and then I'd come back and I'd try and start again. And I couldn't understand how other people actually enjoyed this sport of running. My friend that I ran with was always much, much faster than me. He beat me in every single training session. Despite my initial excitement, I always ended up giving up and I couldn't seem to get rid of that breathlessness feeling every time I ran. Fast forward a few years, I suddenly find myself with a goal and a more consistent goal. It was an ultra marathon and I had no choice but to be more consistent and but to continue running. And as I progressed through a training plan, I discovered it actually does in fact get easier. When you're just beginning, those first few runs usually feel pretty miserable. And the feeling often lasts for weeks as your body attempts to adjust and adapt to this new training stimulus and this new activity. But once you find your groove, running will quickly transform into a mindless, familiar activity. You'll enjoy it. Consistency is key. Second thing, you cannot go from zero to 100 in just one week. Running, when you start, is a gradual process. And many of us find ourselves eager to get to the point where running feels natural, that we attempt to rush through this beginning phase. Please do not. Pushing yourself too fast or too far from the start is going to leave you feeling miserable. Your body's going to be exhausted. You're probably going to feel discouraged when things don't start to feel as easy as you'd expect them to. Trying to do too much too soon is a recipe for disaster. So whether you're starting to run or beginning any other new habit, whether it's at the gym, whether it's nutrition, whatever it is, give your body some time to adjust to this new stimulus, this new activity, before you increase the distance or the intensity. Avoid the temptation of trying to compare yourself to others when you don't know how long they've been doing it, what their goals are, what their background is. It's very, very easy to do. Instead, listen to your own body and adjust accordingly to what you're feeling. Regardless of how slow, fast, long or short you go, each day will get you one step closer to your goals. Next thing. A setback does not mean you will never reach your goal. If there's one thing all runners can relate to is that setbacks are completely demoralizing, especially when you've got a goal in mind. If you want to go out and your goal is to run a half marathon and you only get to 16K and you stop, it's the worst feeling in the world. And when we start running, most of us assume that our progress is going to be linear. The beginning will be challenging, but if we stay consistent, things will get gradually easier as we continue to improve. My God, if only this were the case. It's usually expected that those first few weeks of running are going to be difficult, but we often fail to realize that difficulties are going to reappear every week, even once we're a seasoned runner. Take today's track session, for example. The paces that I should have been hitting, on paper, they looked effortless, but I got dropped by Steph on rep. What rep? <laughs> rep two of it and she was pulling away from me and I could not catch up but as we inside <laughs> I've gone off key <laughs> she set me off as we encounter these setbacks it's tempting to give up I could have stopped that track session and just gone do you know what it's not today I'm not going to hold on however we must remember that progress often involves taking two steps forward and one step back 
Spoiler, I finished the session probably 40 to 50 seconds behind her, but I still had a really good session. Everyone, absolutely everyone is going to experience setbacks. The elites to the back of the pack runners. And pushing through these setbacks will make achieving your goal even more satisfying. So rather than dwelling on a failure, use it as a learning experience to help you grow. Next thing. This runner's high, this elusive runner's high that everybody talks about, it's a real thing. Did you know that exercise produces a burst of endorphins that are going to leave you feeling happy, energized? Actually seems almost too good to be true, right? But whenever you find this runner's high, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Actually, running for beginners in general involves a great deal of surprises. Most of them, they're going to present obstacles or challenges which you don't plan. But despite the continued effort and the continued struggle that's going to be required to improve, most of ourselves, or most of us, are going to be willing to go back to running because we fall in love with this runner's high. We turn out we enjoy it. And actually, most forms of exercise, especially running, swimming, cycling, they stimulate a release of feel-good chemicals. And this endorphin rush is going to give you a boost of energy, excitement, a positive feeling. It's going to bring you back for more. It gives us a natural high. And despite these challenges that we may encounter on the run, the more that you run and the more seasoned you become, the more you're going to realize that you're rarely going to return from a run in a bad mood or in a worse mood than when you started. Now, when I decided to start running, I thought that just going for a run on its own would be enough to make progress. Now, <laughs> I know that running involves so much more than actually just the actual act of running. That's just a small slither of what you see. And whilst running consistently is certainly going to help you improve, achieving your goals without injury involves so much more. And as a beginner runner, heading out for a couple of K every other day, it's going to help your body adjust to the sport. But as you start to increase mileage, as you start to increase speed, you're going to find that your body requires just a bit more to stay healthy and to keep you injury free. And so Running really is about how you feel your body. It's about doing your mobility work. It's about sleep. It's about strength training. It's about staying hydrated. And getting all these parts right and getting these jigsaw pieces in order to enable you to return to running day after day and stay consistent as these volumes increase. When I started running and somebody said to me, do you know what? You're going to try and run for 24 hours. You're going to try and run around Mont Blanc in under 30 hours. I never would have thought that that would have been possible. If you knew me back then, you'd have looked at me and gone, God, no, not this guy. But what I realized is accomplishing the goals or the big goals that you set out to achieve is possible if you make a plan. Most beginner runners, they can't imagine running a full 5K, let alone a marathon, but yet so many eventually do, and more. We're all beginners at one point, but when we're consistent, 
with our training and we have a plan to improve, it's actually really surprising what people can accomplish. And if you've never run before and you're struggling to complete your first 5K, 10K, half marathon, whatever it might be, running at a certain pace perhaps, it often feels unattainable. So regardless of whether you're, or regardless of where you're starting from, it's important to remember that your body is capable of so much more than you can imagine. And a marathon might seem nearly impossible at the beginning of a training block when your long run is 5K or 7K, but if you're consistent and you gradually build up, you're going to be running 30K without even realizing it, and you'll be throwing in some marathon efforts for fun in the middle of that. Running provides us with an amazing opportunity to take on our most far-fetched ideas, our crazy goals, and break them down into small, manageable, achievable chunks. So with consistency, some grit, some determination, some sacrifice, these goals and these visions that you write down that seem unattainable will actually become much more realistic. Running races. To many, it's intimidating. And when I first started running, I actually tried to avoid seeing people. Me and my mate, we'd just go running together along a canal path. We'd avoid the crowds. We'd avoid the town centre. It was quiet. We'd go really, really early in the morning so that no one would see us. We wouldn't be around. We wouldn't bump into anyone. Now, the race is actually the polar opposite of that. But as I became more comfortable with running and the sport, I found myself less worried, less anxious. I'm not sure what the right word is, but about less concerned about passing someone that I knew or passing a fellow runner and being judged. But it's, it's weird. Lots of people can feel intimidated by races or by large groups. But it wasn't until I actually turned up to the start line of that first marathon that I realized just how welcoming a big running community can be. You're, you're all jostled in the start coral if you like in a in a big group and everyone you look around and it's it's almost natural to think and look at other people and go well they're faster than me they're faster than me they're faster than me they've got better shoes they look like a runner i'm definitely not a runner but everyone if you look at the group everyone is concerned about themselves and really how they look about those around them Ultimately, nobody really cares. <laughs> so all you really want when you do a race is to perform your best. You're going to find lots of people that are going to wish you good luck. You're going to find lots of people that are going to engage you in a friendly conversation. And along the course, you're definitely going to find hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who are going to admire the fact that you're running and they aren't. Now, I've done a few races in my time. I can confidently attest to the fact I've never been at a race and been heckled. I've never been at a race and heard a negative comment thrown towards me. I could honestly, well, I can honestly say that doing a race is probably one of the best choices for beginner runners. Not only will the environment bring you more confidence, it's going to boost your spirits, it's going to generate motivation, and it's going to encourage you to continue this fantastic sport of running. Let's talk about pacing. Now, <laughs> the best way to make progress as a runner 
is to slow down. As a beginner, you're going to find yourself hoping to get faster. And at times, it's going to feel like you're running slowly. One of the biggest mistakes we see amongst new runners is that their slow runs are too fast and their fast runs are too slow. The problem is, it can feel frustrating to slow things down when it already feels hard. It's tempting when you start running to try and pick up the pace right away and to run really, really fast. But doing so is not only going to make you feel miserable, but it's likely going to end in either injury or burnout. So running slow is often the best way to increase your mileage and distance over time. Caveat to that is if you have a coach. So if you have a coach that's programming, looking at your training and creating a plan that has a right mix of intensity and distance, then you can add in the speed work. But certainly, as a beginner, without a coach, long, slow, distant runs are going to be a staple. They don't even need to be long initially. Consistency is key. As you get more comfortable, you might be able to throw in some speed sessions. But the majority of your miles every week should be slow. They should be easy and they should be comfortable. You'd actually be surprised at just how often professional athletes and seasoned runners do slow running. So when I first started running, I was under the impression that everything was tempo, everything was quick. And certainly now, social media is in our, in our pockets and all we see, nobody is posting <laughs> their slow, easy aerobic runs because it's just not sexy. Everyone's posting track sessions, tempo sessions, ripping each other's legs off. I'm guilty of this as well. I never post the slow runs. So don't spend too much time looking too closely at what other people are doing during the training on Instagram, just know that probably 80% of their sessions are slow, easy running. There is no right or wrong way to run. It looks different for each and every single person. And you can tell from the wide variety of shoe selections, race distances, running groups, clothing options, and more. As a beginner runner, the best thing to do is not put yourself in a box. Avoid comparisons. They're going to be tempting. Same idea. You're going to scroll through your newsfeed on social media and it's become more and more saturated with runners. The algorithm's going to work against you. They're going to start sending you running clothes, running shoes, different races, running people, influencers, whatever it might be. Don't spend too much time looking too closely at these other people. Try not to choose the clothes that you think you should wear or the shoes that you think you should buy. Pick the things that feel comfortable and make you feel confident. More than likely, you do not need carbon shoes. You do not need carbon shoes. As a beginner runner, please don't buy them. Buy just a comfortable scent of normal shoes. Now, running, it's a versatile sport. It's perfect for an overweight beginner who's hoping to get in shape, just as much as it is for the elite runner who's trying to go sub two hours for the marathon and trains twice a day. As you start running, focus on what feels good for you rather than what you think you should be doing. Listen to your body. Understand that there's no right or wrong way to run. Don't be afraid to 
Venture outside the norm and experiment. If you're healthy, happy, then you're doing things right. No, I think that's plenty. How long have I been going? 20 minutes. Fantastic. That's all I want to say. Those are the things I wish I knew when I started running. Next week, Tom will be back from Kenya. I'm sure he's going to have some great stories. If you're not following his Instagram, hop over and watch them run on the red carpet. I think <laughs> day one, his highlights were starting with a group. The plan was 18K, and I think they all dropped him within 2K. He got picked up by two small, I think they look teenage, but maybe slightly younger girls dressed in their school uniform, running to school, and one of them dropped him as well. <laughs> so he's having a good <laughs> he's had a good start to the week so far in Kenya, but we're excited to have him back and hear all the stories from there. Then we'll have some super cool marathon. I don't know what I was trying to say there. We're going to have some marathon chat from Steph when she comes back from New York, and we're going to talk about Dubai Marathon. We have another guest coming on. That was meant to be today's show, but he cancelled last night on me. So we'll get him on. Lots of exciting things planned. Anyway, that's enough of my voice. Have a great day. Enjoy running. Rate and review the show. Thank you very much.